Hey, just some quick notes before we start this episode. You'll probably hear like the odd, odd thumping or stuff like that. And that's because Brendan and Sadie got pretty animated during the recording of this episode. So that's why that's there. In the show notes, you will find hot links to Sadie's website and Brendan's social media accounts, as well as the Comedy Quiz's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Lastly, if you do enjoy the episode, please do give us a rating and or review. If you want to listen to more episodes, there's a link to do so on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to this episode. Well, I hope you listen to it. You're here, right? So listen to it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Comedy Quiz Podcast. Each show, we pit two comedians against each other to play a game of fact or fiction. And now let's welcome your quiz master, David Shore. Thank you, Shilly Cowan. So nice to be here on the Comedy Quiz Fact or Fiction. And if you haven't yet, please do put on the kettle, uh, get some ya- Jaffa cakes, Jaffa cakes. I don't know how you call them properly. I can't speak English proper English, but I better today because guess what? Turn down the telly. Our guests tonight are coming all the way from London, England, London in the UK. Let's meet them first. He's an award-winning actor, writer, and voiceover artist. He's toured all over North America in the stage show Potted Potter. His solo parody shows include Friend, the one with Gunther, and Buffy revamped. Film and TV credits include Man vs. B, Broad Church, and Spider-Man, Far From Home. Please say hello to Brendan Murphy. Hello, Brendan. Hello, David. Thank you for having me on the show. Great to have you here. And let's meet her. She, her, she, she's a person. She's an award-winning actor, writer, and improviser. Her debut play, Algorithms, won the TV Foundation Stage to Screen Award in 2020 and had sellout runs at the Edinburgh Fringe and in London at the Pleasance and Soho Theatres. It was commissioned by Audible to be adapted into a six-part audio comedy drama series due for release this summer. It might be out right now. I don't know when I'm releasing this, so you could, like, turn... Don't turn this off. But when you're done with this, go look for it. She's currently working on two new plays with support from Soho Theatre, Mercury Theatre, and High Tide. Please say hello to Sadie Clark. Hello, Sadie! Hello, David Shaw. Hello. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? I just said, hello, David Shaw, hello. Well, well said. I, I, I'm so out of breath. That was a lot of mouthfuls I just did there. It was. Uh, what? You with were the opening. Spider-Man? Listen, it's not a big deal. Oh, my just God. Just a couple of things that I'm I did. learning so much about you. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you were in them. It says so. So <laughs> that's right. So everyone, the way the comedy quiz works is I'm going to read a statement, and then each contestant will have to decide if that statement is fact or fiction. Please feel free to play along at home. Our main topic today is London's very own The Clash. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, The Clash. Shit. Oh, Sadie is not happy. <laughs> so, Sadie, I take it you don't know or are not a fan of The Clash? The only know. band that matters, might I say. I don't know anything about The Clash, and I feel like Brennan's going to do really well. Well, and. Rigged. Not rigged, not rigged at all. I have in my time owned more than one The Clash t-shirt. However, that does not necessarily mean that I can name every member of the band or even all of their best albums. Why aren't you you wearing their t-shirt today? I currently am sporting a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Just for the listeners at home, I am, of course, still dressing like my 16-year-old self. 
He's also wearing shorts that make him look like he's just William. That's so. unnecessary. Like he's just what? Sorry? Like he's just William. It's like this English schoolboy. People in England will be laughing. The rest of are going, what the fuck People does that mean? People in England will know <laughs> what that means. Okay. Well, let's let's get to it. Let's see what happens. You never know, Sadie. You might kick Brendan's clash-knowing ass. Let's find out. Or arse? I think it might be arse. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. All right. Our first statement. From the age of nine, Clash frontman Joe Strummer attended boarding school in Surrey, England. Fact or fiction? Sadie, why don't we start with you? Okay, my gut is saying fact. It's just like straight away a gut feeling that maybe it's true. I don't know anything about them. I don't even know the music they play. So I'm looking at your face. You look so cross. I No, I'm not cross. Um, What's the person's name? Joe Strummer, and it's not really giving anything Joe away to say that Strummer. the Clash were a He's punk band. He's in a band, band and his surname's actually Strummer, or... He's pretty good. They were a punk band. Ooh, okay. Did he want to rebel against his Etonian upbringing with punk? Or was he punk and radical? Radical? Radical. From the beginning. <laughs> radical. Okay, and I have to decide before I hear anything Brendan says. Yes, fact or fiction. We should, you should tell us now. It'll be a good time. Okay, I'm going to just say that it's a fact. I'm going to say he rebelled. He was like, I'm, I'm going to be a punk person now. Fact. All right, so Sadie says fact. Brendan, what about you? I should know this. I should definitely know this. On many occasions, I have professed that The Clash are one of my favorite bands. Um, is it true I do love their music. I listen to a lot of it. I don't have a clue about their childhoods apart from, and I don't want to give away actually any information because it might be useful to me. I'm going to go. With- <laughs> <laughs> what a bench. Yeah. Super bench, Brendan Murphy. <laughs> like, I feel I could have dropped in a couple of seedlings of things that I kind of know, uh, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to play to my own advantage and I'm going to go fiction. All right. So Brendan says fiction. Sadie says fact. Let's find out. Sweetheart, it's a fact. (laughs) That's right. He rebelled. The Punconians always rebelled. It it, it is a fact. Joe's father was an English diplomat and sent him and his older brother David to boarding school, which was paid for by the British government because his father was in the diplomatic corps. So there you go. There you go. So there you go. Let's move on. Really smug. (laughs) <laughs> Brendan is pretty smart. Let's move on to the next statement. The Clash's debut album sold so poorly in the US that CBS Records didn't release their second album, Give Them Enough Rope, until their third album, London Calling, was a hit. Fact or fiction? Brendan, let's start with you this time. Okay, now obviously I'm still reeling from that <laughs> humiliating opening question. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that is a, well, I mean, London Calling obviously was the big breakthrough album that sort of changed everything for the guys. This is talking as clearly a Clash uh, historian. Um, (laughs) and I think, I think that what you're saying here is, uh, I think it's a fact. I'm going to go with a fact. Yeah, I'm pretty strong. I'd put money on that. Okay, so Brendan would put money on it, says it's a fact. Sadie, what about you? What do you think? Fact well, or fiction? My gut, my gut reaction was also fact, but I'm wondering if it's maybe the... I'm, I'm worried this is going to be one of those statements where it's like a half-truth. <laughs> and like maybe it's like something else that they didn't release. 
Um, I know who they are now, I think. London calling. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. okay. Wow, that's you're a game changer. Game, game changer. changer. Suddenly, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to say, what am I going to say? Because I could just say fiction for the sake of being different to you. Do it. But we do talk sometimes in therapy about trusting your gut. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah, I'm going to trust my gut again. And I'm going to also say, ah! I'm going to also say fact. Okay, so you're both saying fact. Let's find out. It's fiction. Oh, come on. What? That's right. It is fiction. fiction. It is fiction. But Sadie, you were kind of on to something because the truth is CBS didn't release their debut album in the U.S. for two years because they thought the raw sound would be unmarketable. It wasn't until that album sold 100,000 copies in the U.S., making it the best-selling import album of the year, that that album was finally released. So there was kind of that question was based on kind of a different truth. So your your gut was right, but you were wrong. Yeah, you know what? Because part of my gut was like, I think it's, does debut mean their first? Yeah. Part, part of me was like, <laughs> I think it's something to do with their first album. So there you go. Therapy is right again. Trust your gut. There you go. All right, let's move on to our next statement. Before the release of the album Combat Rock, Joe Strummer disappeared for nearly a month and several class shows had to be canceled. Fact or fiction? Sadie, let's start with you this time. I'm going to say, oh God, now I'm not trusting my gut, you know? <laughs> I've, lost touch with it. I've lost touch with it. Doesn't know which way it wants to go. I'm going to say that that is a fact. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say it's a fact. I'm going I'm to believe that he's a little bit rogue by this point. <laughs> Okay, so Sage says fact. <laughs> Brendan, what about you? What do you think? Fact I'm or still, fiction? I mean, I'm not in a good way at this point. I've got a <laughs> got a level with you, David. Um, you know, I can already imagine that the regular rock clubs that I like to attend are banning me. They're tearing up my membership card for not having the knowledge. It reminds me of the time I went into school. And I had <laughs> a band t-shirt on, and it was a Led Zeppelin t-shirt, and someone asked me, Oh yeah. Who's the drummer? And I couldn't (laughs) name them. And I was humiliated. humiliated. Okay, so we are, we're guessing on this one. And uh, I'm Mm going to say, I'm going to disappear before Combat Rock. You didn't say why. That's kind of leading. I feel like he did disappear. And I reckon it was for probably some, some pretty good reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon there was something sort of holistic going on. I think maybe he was <laughs> he was sort of finding a version of himself helping others. Um yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go with that's a fact. All right, so you're both going with fact. Let's find out. It's a fact. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm still ahead. Yeah, though. well, just you. Yeah, it is you're 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 both right. It is a fact, but Brendan, your reasoning is completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> so Sadie, you can take some solace. I just think he did lose the drugs or something. Sense. What happened was it was initially a publicity stunt thought of by their manager to help ticket sales in Scotland. He wanted Joe to go hide in Texas for a few days, but instead Strummer headed to Paris and he never contacted anyone from the band for almost a month. And so they had no idea where he was. Whoa. That is pretty rock and roll. <laughs> that is pretty it's rock very and roll. Punk. I might do that next time I get a job. 
just <laughs> do that. Just <laughs> nip off to Paris for a month. <laughs> <laughs> that last statement plays right into our next one. While in Paris, Strummer ran in the Paris Marathon. Fact or fiction? Brendan, let's start with you. Joe Strummer is, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy that will do the last thing you expect. If you think he's not going to run a marathon, which you probably would as a rock and roll guitarist, I'm afraid you're incorrect because that is exactly the kind of thing he would do. Once again, I'm putting money on it. Whoa. You're, you're 0 for 1 when putting money. <laughs> I mean, gonna, I was going to say. I'm going to double down on this one and we're going to win it back. How are you paying me? Well, this, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. All right. So Brendan says fact. Sadie, what about you? Okay. I'm going to say I do feel like he could do something. I know this guy well. And I feel like he could do something <laughs> radically bizarre, like running a marathon in Paris. I'm slightly concerned that there's going to be another trick element to it and it's going to be like he didn't complete... I don't think he completed the marathon. I think he tried to run this marathon and he like fractured his hip running it oh, or something. That is niche. Or I, just so you know, I, I'm not that tricky. I, I would not go no, to that no. length to okay. trick somebody. But so like, just to be fair... But I'm, I think I am still going to say it's fact because it just feels fun. It feels fun that he'd go to Paris and decide to run a marathon. And we all know that facts are based, uh, based on, on fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he completed it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sure. But it is fact, okay. a fact that he ran it. I think he passed okay, out so on the way. And we're basing this on fun facts. Uh, fun <laughs> facts <laughs> at all times. Let's find out. Did Joe Strummer run the Paris Marathon while kind of hiding out in Paris. Sweetheart, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Okay, okay. Yeah, it is a fact. According to a 1999 interview in Steppin' Out magazine, Strummer's marathon training consisted of, quote, drinking 10 pints of beer the night before the race and not running for at least four weeks before the race. Uh, do not try this at home. I mean, it works for me and Hunter S. Thompson, but it might not work for others. I can only tell you what I do. End quote. Oh. <laughs> Did he manage yeah. to cross the finish line, though? That's what I want to know. Hey. You know, for that race, I don't know. But in 2020, in the summer of 2020, photos were discovered of Strummer running the London Marathon uh, the year after he ran the Paris Marathon, and which you can Google online, Joe Strummer Marathon. You'll see these photos of him with a mohawk. It's pretty amazing, actually. Uh, and Strummer uh, said he also ran the London Marathon in 1979. But I didn't read anything about him finishing or not, so I can't say. But I like to think he did. I feel like just the taking part is what counts. And <laughs> you should get a medal just for being there. Yeah. I'm just visualizing him kind of walking over the finish line with a beer in hand. Well, that's a good visualization. And a mohawk. Didn't know he had that, did I? We are learning. We're, we're, we're having fun and we're learning facts. They are fun facts. So let's move on to our last statement for this round. After he was kicked out of the clash, Mick Jones founded the band General Public with former members of the English beat Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger but left general public partway through recording their debut album. Fact or fiction? Brendan, let's start with you this time. General public. Okay, it's not it's not a, a name that I'm familiar with, uh, but as we've already proven through the last few questions in this quiz, 
I clearly don't really know a great deal. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say first of all, we are doing uh, a, a terrible disservice to the the sort of general feeling that North Americans have towards Brits. They sort of assume that we're intelligent and that we know things. <laughs> and and I am clearly demonstrably an idiot, uh, even in the special <laughs> subjects round. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm g- I'm going to say that is. Uh, a f- I, th- I think that's going to be a fact. I think he dropped out because if he was involved, then I would have I would have heard about it. All right. So Brendan is saying fact. Sadie, what about you? Fact or fiction? Well, my gut says fiction. I'm going to be honest. I didn't process a lot of what you said. Most because <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. Like none of the names. Okay. Or the band name. Or, like, what what no, about your gut? You said but my gonna... gut's saying fiction. My gut's saying... you got to follow that gut. That this person... What's his name? Nick Jonas. Mick Jones. Mick, Mick Jones. Mick. This is also not really good. Mick Jones was the lead guitarist of, of the, the Clash. Clash. And we're saying he left the Clash. They kicked him out. No, no, no. He was kicked out of the Clash. That really happened. He oh. was kicked out of the Clash. And after he was kicked out, yeah. two former the two former singers from the English Beat... Yep, Dave Wag- Sorry, just the beat in England. In, in yeah. North America, they're known as the English beat. Black and white. Um, Dave Wagling, Ranking Star. Roger. He formed a band with them called General Public, which was a real band. Mm-hmm. But he dropped out of the band partway through recording their first album. Oh, I'm going to still say fiction. I don't know. I think, he, I think he did one album, and then I think he left. Okay. He had a baby or something. I don't know. Okay. Fiction. So Brendan says fact, and Sadie says fiction. Let's find out. It's a fact. Mm. Oh, God. This oh, is good. God. This is going very well for me. Well, it's not. We're equal. That's so, good for me. Okay. That was wow. going from losing to equal is a win. Okay. <laughs> I like Brendan's got little baby steps that he wants <laughs> to have here. That's right. It, it is a fact. And I have to say, these are, pro- these are probably my two favorite bands, the, the Beat and the Clash, and I never knew that that Mick Jones played on on their, on their first album, General Public's first album, who I saw in Toronto, and he actually played on their for, on, they had a big top forty hit here in North America called Tenderness, and he played on that track. So there you go, that is a fact. A lot of facts and fictions there about the Clash. Brendan's pretty happy. Sadie looks a little depressed. For those of you, I'm just at home. Yeah, I'm just sad. I didn't trust my gut on that second one where I really was like, oh, it's the first album, you know. Something in me knew. The witch in me knew. Yeah? Yeah. You do have to consider the, you know... The witch in me. <laughs> the, the witch, always consider the witch in you, yeah. It's good advice for everybody. And we have a tie game. We're, we're neck and neck going into the next round. But this is a part of the show where we take a few minutes to get to know our contestants. And Sadie, the Guardian newspaper, which is known all over the world, they named you as one of their 12 theater stars of 2020. Which is great. And then yeah. something happened. I don't know what. <laughs> not, not much happened in the theaters in that year. No, everything <laughs> shut, right? The pandemic happened. How did you recover your momentum? That, that, you know, you had a lot of momentum going into the pandemic. And- it was tough, to be honest. I think, like, I definitely spent the first few months of that pandemic just gardening and coloring <laughs> in and learning to embroider. But I was quite lucky because my run of algorithms at Soho snuck in just before Boris Johnson said don't go to the theater so I did manage to build a few connections from that run and it got optioned for development for tv which was pretty cool 
I think really that was like one of the things that kept me going, just knowing that I had this potential thing coming up to work on. But it honestly, it was it was hard because even with TV, it felt a bit uncertain what's going to happen. And you're working on something not really knowing if there's going to be an end result. Mm. Um, and I feel sure. as though, honestly, a lot, a lot of my momentum returned when the world started opening up again. But you, you were the last thing that some people saw before they went and sat in their living rooms for a year and a half. I was. And actually, That's I've huge. seen a few people since then where, like, the last time I saw them was they were watching me on stage and they've, they've said to me, you know, oh, my God, you were the last thing I saw. Yeah. I got fangirled on Friday night. I was out in a club. Oh, yeah. And I got fangirled by someone who'd seen the show. That was fun. Nice. I felt very Very well. nice. Yeah. Now, Brendan, you do a lot of one-person and two-person shows. I do. And I saw you do Potted Potter here in Toronto. And that, for, for your character in particular, is very physical. You know, I know you're taking your Buffy revamped on a major tour starting in January. I know from my own experience, just from doing a show, you know, when I was in the Second City main stage, doing a show every night, there were times where it's like, I have physical pain. I've got, I can't, my voice is rough. There's all these issues to get on stage. And also doing my one-man Herald, where one night, I, we talked about this before the show, I was so sick, I should have been in bed. But you're out there all alone. How do you keep fit? Did anything, is there a particular show where it's like, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this, but I should or anything like that? It, it, I think um, there are the general health tips that every <laughs> human should follow. Uh, is one all- of them drinking 10 pints of beer like Joe Strummer did? To keep- <laughs> that is <laughs> also my technique. I can't <laughs> advise it for anyone else, but uh, <laughs> it does work. No, drinking is... Uh, it is not advised, but it is also a necessary necessary part of staying sane on tour, I think. Sure. And it's the social lubricant. And also, if you're performing in a theatre, you come off stage and you've got a little sort of adrenaline going and there's people there going, oh, hey, you did a great job. Let me buy you a beer. So it's hard to steer clear of it altogether. However, I think minimising the amount that you have is useful Doing, I tell you what, the the most important thing I found is doing a vocal warm up uh, mm. in the day. I mean, I, the shows are physical, but uh, you got to remember when I'm on tour and that's the only thing I'm doing. I'm working for like seventy to eighty minutes a day. That's like an hour, an hour and a half. Where right. I actually have to do anything, and the rest of the time I can just be like, uh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> Could you give me water? You right. know, I, I can be a little, a, a sort of, um, yeah, a nag to anyone that's around helping the show happen. <laughs> Are you a tour diva? Listen, I just, ha- I'm not a diva <laughs> if they meet my demands. <laughs> Do you have a rider? What's your rider? My rider is uh, 10 pints of beer. 10 pints of beer and a, and a nearby <laughs> marathon that I can compete in should the notion take oh, me. Yeah. Little known fact that uh, Brendan stayed in Toronto and he ran the Toronto Marathon but did not finish. So. That's true. That's oh my true. god, That's is that true? <sighs> that was what my witchy instinct was telling me. It knew that there was someone in the vicinity who tried to run a marathon and didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know what that is? That is it's fiction. <laughs> oh man, does she lose a point? Do I get a no! point? <laughs> no, no, you do not. I Neither of you lose a fact. point. Neither of you lose a point. But we, you know, we need to move on because yes. guess what? Contestants, start your engines. It's time for the speed round. Okay, all right, here we go. 
Yeah, it's time for the speed round. Because we're tied, we flipped a coin before, before the show. And Sadie, you get to pick between the two topics that I'm about to give you for the speed round. Because in this section, I just ask one of you at a time. Again, Sadie, you can, check, you can pick a topic. And if you want to go first or second, and your two topics to choose from are arcade games and the island nation of Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to pick... For me, arcade games, partly because I think that's what Brennan's going to be better at. Not, <laughs> not because I think I'm going to be better at it. Unbelievable. But, but Good logic. I have to say. me. Yes. Good logic. Yeah. yeah. And say, do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go, I'm going to go second. Oh, great. Yeah. I just want to see, I just want to see whether, what the lay of the land is after Brennan finishes. Well, little did Sadie realize I'm actually an expert Mm. in the island nation of Jamaica. So, yep. We'll see how this goes. Exactly. So, Brendan, these questions, these statements are just for you. They're all about the island nation of Jamaica. Here we go. Jamaica was the first Caribbean country to launch its own website. Fact or fiction? Oh, it's a speed round. uh, And therefore, I'm going to say I love them. They're inventive. Yes, it was them. They love the internet more than anyone I know. True fact. All right. It is a fact. And it's it's JamaicaTravel.com is the website. Next statement. Just over 40% of the country lives in the capital, Kingston. Fact or fiction? That is definitely a fact. That is definitely fiction, Brendan. Ah, uh, yeah. How did you think that was a fact? What, 40% in the capital? Yeah. Isn't that like the same as London versus England? This is not the time. It's the speed it's round, speed Sadie. I will say a third of the country does live in the capital, though. So, oh. you know, close, close, Brendan. But guess what? No cigar. Oh. <laughs> All right, your next statement. Jamaica is one of just two nations in the world not to have either red, white, or blue in its flag. Fact or fiction? Uh, well, they don't have red, white, or blue in their flag, but are they one of two nations? Oh, think of all the flags, Brendan. Speed round. Ah, fine. <laughs> yes. No, what was the tr- fact? You're right. It is a fact. There are only two nations in the world that do not have one of those three colors in their flag. Brendan, Jamaica was the last British Caribbean territory to gain independence. Fact or fiction? Fact. It is fiction. Ah, they were, in fact, the first what? Uh, British Caribbean territory to gain ah. independence. And Brendan, your last statement is, it is illegal to smoke marijuana in Jamaica. Fact or fiction? Oh, come on. Now, I, I tell you what, it should be illegal. It should not be illegal. It should be legalized everywhere. And I think they're way ahead of the game. I think it's legal there. So you're saying it's fiction. It's fiction. Sorry, Brendan, it's a fact. What? It is only legal. That's right. It's only legal to smoke marijuana in Jamaica if you practice the Rastafarian religion. Oh, so everyone there on. is just, when you go there as a tourist, you'll probably smoke it, but it's illegal. Yeah. Just know that. Well, okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. We are all learning. Okay. Sadie, it is your turn in the speed round. All these questions are about arcade games. Great. Here is your first statement. Okay. Early claw games, and I make you know that's a game you know with like the claw that it. goes down. Yeah, you know I make none of us can none of you can see, but Brenda and I are both doing claw motions with our hands because we're both very okay, visual. Sadie people. knows her arcade games, so she knows. Sadie's a visual learner, so <laughs> this is helping. Okay, early claw games were known as the crane game, and weren't actually a game. They were simple amusement displays 
used to show off scale models of the steam shovels being used during the construction of the Panama Canal. Fact or fiction? Fact. You were right, Sadie. That is 100% a fact. What? Oh, she knows it. She knows statement. it. Speed round, isn't she it? She guesses Come. it. All right, your next statement. Pong. Pong was the first arcade video game. Fact or fiction? Pong? Pong. 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 I'm going to say fiction just because pong, there's, there's those like Pong... Pong. I know that's Pong. Speed round! Uh, fiction. <laughs> it is fiction. The first game was called Computer Space. Pong was the first successful arcade video game. Most people would think that it was the first. Pong and Pong. So Sadie was right again saying fiction. Your next statement. The video game Space Invaders hmm. was so popular in Japan that it caused a shortage of 100 yen coins, which were used to play the game. Fact. fact or fiction? I'm sorry, I was so quick there. I was like, this is a speed round. I just feel like that's fact. My gut's saying it's fact. I'm like, yes, Space Invaders, I know it, fact. It is fiction. It oh. is a very popular myth, though, that that happened, but it never happened, apparently. Your next statement. While the pinball machine was invented in 1871, flippers were not added until 1947. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say, do you, do you know what? I'm going to say fact because... It's not. It wasn't a flipper before. It was like springiness, I think. Fact. It is a fact, and I think you're 100% right, Sadie. I think it was worth having. That's a fact. Right. And your last question, Sadie, or last statement. I keep saying mm. question, but these are statements. Your last statement. New York City banned pinball machines for over 30 years. Fact or fiction? Oh, I feel like I'm looking at Brennan because we saw this film together where there was this like pinball machine thing. Ugh. <sighs> Don't draw on okay. real life experiences. I'm going to say, so, 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 <laughs> sorry, say that again. They were banned. I, I think, ah, oh, but I'm They scared. were banned for over 30 years I'm, in New York City. I'm scared that it wasn't going to be 30 years. And it's going to be a trick one. Oh! What's your gut saying? That it's a speed round? Because oh, so. Just you. I, my gut is, oh, my gut's going to say fact, but I'm sorry. I really think it's now it's going to be fiction. It's going to be like 20 years. Fact, fact. It's a fact. Yes! <laughs> yes! It was in Licorice Pizza, wasn't it? Yes, do you it remember? Was. Yeah, I do yes! remember. So there you go. Wow. Sad. It is a fact. Let's let's total up the score. And the winner is Well, by a score of seven to five. The winner is Sadie seven Clark. Seven to five. Seven to five. What? Yeah, Two. seven to five. Whoa. That's Even I actually know you knew the clash, and I did not know that. I think I did better <laughs> there than than I thought I was going to do. I think you did After way I worse got... than I thought you were going to do. Whatever. When it was the clash, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to get any of these, and Brent's going to get them all right." I do come across as very knowledgeable. You have a lot of music T-shirts. Thank you. You know what? You both did really well, but Sadie did better, and, and Brendan, Shulu Cowan has something to say to you. Congratulations on your terrible performance. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'll take any congratulations <laughs> I can get. No, in fact, you both did really well. And guess what, everybody? That's the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to thank our contestants, Sadie Clark and Brendan Murphy. You can get more info about Sadie at her website, sadieclark.co.uk. And you can follow Brendan on Twitter and Instagram at NotMurphy. If you like today's show, please give us a review and hit subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ComedyQuizPod. My name is David Shore. On behalf of Shuli Cowan and myself, thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Do you want to shake my hand? Oh.
I'll shake your hand. Sure. Ah! There you go. Well done. Excellent well done. Win.